0: On. you're listening to the vital moments podcast. my name is David. I'm joined by Amy Stevenson on this Monday morning. how you doing?
1: really good spent some nice time out on my back deck and just chilling for a little bit more and taking it easy so it's good. oh,
0: oh yeah you gotta love like those moments where it's just like I'm gonna take an extra long breath in the morning to get the day started the week started so it's so good <laughs> yeah um this past weekend, we continued our Jesus Said What series. You had people in Exeter laughing the way you started off the your, your message where it just like, Jesus said, what? And it was, <laughs> this is so good. I love the fact that.
1: That's how I read it every time. Jesus said, what?
0: <laughs> it's just perfect. It just, it gets that, like, it drops like the guard down. It's like, okay, this could be fun. And then we jump into some really good topics yeah. like this past weekend, like uh, Judge Not. And I always joke around. It's like to judge or not to judge. This is the question we need to be asking ourselves. And you, you handled this message in such a, a beautiful way. Um, it, it came from your heart. You could how I took it when I was watching and, and partaking in the message is like oh because I know you so well. It was just like man, this is her heart for people to understand what it means to be united um, and known for something else. And why don't you kind of share your heart quickly? it was like a 2 3 minute recap of where you went with it and why you went that way obviously because the text goes that way and stuff like that but like where you landed on this, this kind of thing
1: um well in my own personal study i've been really taking some time through some of paul's letters to some of the church leaders and churches that he was overseeing and um and this theme so i the way when i approach it is You know, you always push it through the lens of like, God, what do you want to say to us through this text? What do you want to communicate to us? And understanding that these are principles and not strict rules and guidelines. And so as I was looking at this and seeing, especially in the language, like that brother part really stuck out to me when Jesus Mm -hmm. talked about getting the speck out of your brother's eye that this is about family. This is about the camaraderie between God's people, those who choose to be fully devoted followers of Jesus. And it's so important that we protect the union, that we protect one another on our journey of faith. And so that just so came from, yeah, my heart for just everyone to feel like they have room to belong, to feel like welcome to come in more and more. Actually, as I was speaking it live in Poplar Hill, um, I could see out the back doors because it was really warm. So we had the doors open to try and help with the airflow, but I could see straight to the front doors and think about how many people are so afraid to come through that door to experience the power and the presence of God, to experience the community that comes when you have believers on the same note coming together and how many people are so afraid to step into that door because they're scared of what's going to be on the other side. They're scared of the judgment. They're scared of the, yeah. the people who, you know, are really harsh. And so, man, like we, I just want to shift that conversation point. to. I think that's really what Jesus is talking about in this section of just, we have to protect one another. Does not mean that we can't, you know, help one another long and, you know, Hey, I see that this is an issue or problem in your life, but that we aren't coming at each other with that posture and looking for those things that we can kind of nitpick apart.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because that nitpicking apart, excuse me, it's, it's unfortunate that followers of Jesus have been known for that nitpicking like it's like we have uh another like magnifying glass and like looking at people's lives like ooh look at you like i can't believe you did that or you're doing that or you're about to do something and it's unfortunate that followers of Jesus are are in ways known not all followers of Jesus are but it's like this general synopsis of like they say well they're just hypocrites they just they just judge and it's just like they think they're poop don't stank like and it's just unfortunate so i love this conversation where you took us to um being united in love and known for that love and i I just kept sensing this phrase of be fueled by love and known for humility it was like this really it was a written that was probably just for me in the moment i was just like noticing that i needed to be fueled by love and known for humility um what's your thoughts on that when i kind of just say that phrase
1: a hundred percent. Like everything that we should do should come from that position of love as we walk in, it, in humility, though, understanding, because the truth of the matter is, and you shared something on social media the other day about like the obedience part of the way f- faith walk is difficult. But the thing is, is Jesus doesn't expect us to have it all together right off the bat. He just wants us to continue to encounter him. And so, yeah, there there is this process where he's pointing us to this this life of holiness and righteousness and all these incredible things, but that are very difficult. But it's not a hindering block. Rather, it's an invitation to come further and recognize, hey, I can't do this in and of myself. But the more I spend time with him, the more I read the Bible, the more I see and I understand benefits of all of these things of walking in the ways of the righteous, walking in Mm -hmm. the ways of the kingdom of heaven rather than the kingdom of Mm -hmm. here on earth. And so, yes, when we walk in this love and this posture of humility and just understanding that, you know, yes, all have fallen short, but we're not supposed to stay fallen short, that we trust him in our process of what I said, sanctification, which is really just a fancy word of this journey that we have to become more like and the things we do and the things that we say move about and interact with this world so that's what i see over and over again with jesus though is this posture of love he never makes people feel little or less than like yeah, that's beautiful people that were drawn to him and felt able to be like hey i can sit with you like that we really need to step back sometimes. It can be easy to just be so familiar with scripture, um, but to step back and really acknowledge, hey man, there's something happening here that these people felt welcome to come and sit and tell Jesus about their lives. And then they walk away completely different.
0: It is really incredible moment speaking to families, like parents. Um, yeah, at I Bronx. Brought-
1: I, I almost cut it out.
0: <laughs> no, it landed so well in the site that I... I lead and, and attend that. And it was just like, the parents in the room were like leaning in young and old. It was this moment. Can you quickly, you got to share it. It was just so good.
1: So it came out of me just sharing an illustration of, of talking with um a friend at Poplar Hill, who's older than me. And, and just, she gave me some really great tips for something we were kind of navigate, trying to navigate as parents. Um, But it's something that, and I talk often with our family ministries director, Poplar Hill, Lisa, Um about these things, about how how much we are seeing or the temptation can be to end up being discipled by social media. We see these people and parenting tips and, you know, the whole mom thing, because like, you're home alone with the kids. I have been there. It is lonely. And so sometimes that's your outlet that day because you just don't have mental capacity to buckle everyone up and get out of the house or whatever. But so often we can fall into that trap of being discipled by social media versus the value there is in sitting with one another and sharing, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're, we're navigating this difficult thing right now. Like what did you do? Or do you have experience in this? Nothing will be able to fully replace that face-to-face discipleship, that time where Mm -hmm. you know each other rather than this person that you can only know so much because you're getting a filtered version of who they are and their life. And, and I think well, as I was seeing this in Popper Hill, there was a lot of women, especially nodding their heads, but I wanted to be like, but you, if you are at all a step ahead of someone else, you have to also be responsible Mm -hmm. to turn and look, who's coming up behind me? Who can I encourage? Who can I walk with in their journey? Because especially that parenting, but you know what, that can apply to everybody. Like it doesn't matter what stage of life that you're in, especially like if you're a single person, it can be so easy sometimes to feel left behind and stuff. but we have so many beautiful souls in our church community, young and old, who are walking that single life and just doing it so well and beautiful that they're going to understand you on a different level than you know the scroll and seeing things that you're like are not achievable or again this filtered view of life so it's just something we have to be cautious of I think I think social media is beautiful but I think that we just have to be careful how we approach that
0: let's let's land here because judgment is a dangerous thing it's like, I know it's super cheesy. It's like, you shouldn't judge because when you point the finger, remember that there's three fingers pointing back at you. It's such a cheesy phrase. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like, look, like if that's why he said, like, take the speck out of your own. Like, like look at look, look what's stumbling you up. Like, look at your own life before you look at others. Um, when you're thinking about our connect groups right now in the life of our church, people that are, In that exploring, but leaning into more of the growing and commitment to Jesus, a relationship with him and his church, what is this takeaway that you're hoping from this kind of message where it it ruffles some feathers, but it speaks truth into not just our our minds, but our hearts Mm -hmm. of where we're at?
1: I think constantly coming back to the presence of Jesus and remembering those moments that led us to his feet, those moments of understanding the power of the cross in view of our depravity, all of us have fallen short. And like you said, we need to be soaked in that posture of humility and in love, understanding that, hey, I might be doing a little bit better, but I still have so far to go in my walk with Jesus. And and we can take that posture of either that being super daunting or encouraging on, you know what, he's not going to give up on yeah. me. Trust him as I continue to walk in faith with him. And so I think the biggest thing is just to constantly be aware of just what would someone from the outside looking and see in my life? How, how, how would they view? Am I, am I one that is encouraging and pushing others along and, and seeing that, or do I tend to fall into that critical view? And we can all be there. I myself have a hundred percent been there where I've looked towards others or even other church groups is very critical when really we have to understand there's so much beauty in all these expressions of the church, of, of the body of Christ, of the family of God and understanding that we all, we all get to be a part of this and none of us are going to have it perfect. No church is going to be completely perfect. Um, and I just, I think the more and more that we spend time in his presence and understand who he is, understand what he's brought us from and what he's bringing us to, then we get to look at one another the way that he sees us those around us and we can take on that posture of humility and encouragement and not that that posture where we're looking where we're trying to find those things especially with someone new coming to faith our zeal (laughs) for the righteous things can can get in the way sometimes
0: and that's fascinating right for it's like we see our human side so quickly it's like they come into the room you might know a little bit about them you're like oh i can't believe they're here it's like (laughs) yeah they should be here just like you and we all deserve space we all deserve a place to um air out our lives so christ can do the work that he needs to do in our lives through the holy spirit and that's what's i think so beautiful about our church the last i shouldn't say thank it's a believe what's so beautiful about our church lately is people are finding this spiritual um freedom in christ not a spiritual new age kind of like hey this is so great like i i'm Finding my zen. No, it's this this supernatural encounter and presence, like you talked about in the room. Like there was something about it, like people were leaning in, and across all of our sites, this is what's been happening. And connectors, we've been, you and I have been hearing, and our site leader in Clinton, Jess, has been hearing, like the people leaning into the conversations and having these these moments where they're like, I can't believe I just told you this, mm-hmm. right? Like this is this is the these are the deep parts of me. And I think what we're starting to see now is our communities learning how not to judge.
1: Mm
0: And it's like out of this COVID last few years, we've really seen this like fresh breath of people just saying, okay, we've all come through something. Let's give each other space. Yep, there's a few things we need to tweak. Absolutely, it's messy. It's community, we're human. But the judging piece at VPC and I hear other churches, too, they're they're experiencing this, like, really beautiful embracing one another. And I think that's what the church needs to be, not think, it's what the church needs to be known for. You talked about we need to embrace one another, brothers and sisters, um, young and old, looking ahead, the same and behind. How do we support and lift each other up? And like you said, usher people into the presence of God. And that's what's Absolutely. beautiful. I, and I think what you did, Amy, and I know I'm not trying to steal the show here at the end, but I think what you did really well is you you displayed the father's heart for his people really well this past weekend. Um, and I'm just grateful that we got to sit under your teaching for this. It was just so great. And all sites and all connect groups. If you're in a if you're in a room right now listening to my voice, go back and listen to the whole message of Amy's talk because it was just powerful and I'm just so grateful for it. So anything else for you?
1: I don't think so. It's just no. it's, a, it's a good reminder, honestly. That especially the more you experience faith and and walk with Jesus, it can be so easy sometimes to see that. But we should always take that posture of just arms will open. That's what Jesus did. That's what he accomplished on the cross. Mm-hmm. And so we should always take that same posture, but recognize though at the same time that we're not going to leave people where they're at because the point is they don't walk out the same. We don't walk out the same every week. We should be growing further into our love and devotion of Jesus and stepping in. There's ebbs and flows, but yeah, we're never going to leave each other the same. We're going to push each other towards that walk of righteousness and that new life of freedom we've been given. So yeah.
0: Amazing, Amy. Thank you so much for your heart and what you did this past weekend. Um, If you're listening to this, thank you for being part of a connect group. And if you're not in one yet, guess what? We're always looking for people to get connected. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much, everyone. Peace out.